the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, inviting you to join the fight to end human trafficking. Look in the eyes to see. Look in me straight to leave. You give me all I need. So give me courage to believe. Each week, Abolition Radio sheds light on the darkness of modern slavery, celebrates the work of abolitionists who are fighting for freedom, and equips the church to engage in the work of justice with hope rooted in God's Word. Our goal is to see a radio audience become an army of gospel activists. You're in the neighborhoods we live in. You're in the ones we're passing by. You're in the ones we call our neighbors. And the ones who still sleep Now here's the host of Abolition Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks, Dave, and welcome to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We're in the studio today with a very special guest, and I'm really excited about him being here. But before I introduce him, I want to introduce my partners in justice. Of course, we have in the studio with us today, Rache. Hi, Rache. And we also will have uh, Miss Benita Hopkins. She is actually um, making her way to the studio as we speak, running from um, the Cease Network, where she's uh, dealing with the issues of demand and um, how we can reach out to more of those that are buyers in our community and, and bring to their awareness what's going on. So thank you for going to that meeting today, Bonita, and um, we welcome you in advance as you're coming, uh, just like I do with my food, a pre-prayer. <laughs> when it's being made in the kitchen, you pray in advance, and you can eat right when it comes. Anyway, before we move into that, I want to introduce our very special guest. Um, so we have uh, with us Skip. Skip Vaccarello, is that correct? That's correct. Okay, Skip Vaccarello, I got it right, yay! He's a Silicon Valley executive and a, a Christian thought leader. Um, many of you have heard about him from his awesome work with Silicon Valley Prayer Breakfast, as well as a book that he re- re- recently authored and um, published, and we'll be learning much about that. But just to give you a little bit about him, he um, has been a CEO and held several C-level positions um, for Silicon Valley companies such as Visicorp, um, uh, Saratoga Group, Applied uh, Weather Technology. Um, and, and he brings that to his walk as a Christian and as a, as a man in, in the Bay Area. Um, and, and it really has inspired him to write books such as his best-selling book, Finding God in Silicon Valley, and, and do the wonderful things he's doing as, as, as with the uh, Silicon Valley Prayer Breakfast. So we're just so grateful to have you on the show, Skip, and um, thank you for being here. Well, Vanessa, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, I, I've had the honor of uh, being invited recently to um, be one of the um, people that will share my story at the Silicon Valley Prayer Breakfast on March 31st. And, and so I just want to first thank you for that opportunity. 
Um, and then I just want to invite you to share with the listening audience what that is. And we're going to talk about your heart, really, which which um, is, is, is apparent in that event and many other things that you're doing. So tell us about the Silicon Valley Prayer Breakfast. Well, this is an annual event that we have. This is the 23rd year that, that we've run it. Uh, called the Silicon Valley Prayer Breakfast. This year it's on March 31st, uh, early in the morning from 7 o'clock till 8.30 a.m., and we're privileged to have Vanessa as uh, one of our speakers, and I'll talk about the other speakers uh, in a moment. The, um, the purpose of, of the event is really outreach. We, we challenge uh, believers, followers of Christ, to invite their friends who are not yet uh, believers to come to the event because they're going to hear speakers like uh, Vanessa or other company um, executives, and they're going to hear their story. They're going to hear how God has touched their lives. So it's a wonderful way to introduce people to the to the gospel story. Uh, but for people that are sort of ordinary business and science people, and people that are living in in Silicon Valley. Um, so anyway, that's that's the purpose of the event. Uh, it always sells out. We'll have between seven and eight hundred people attending. Wow! Uh, and it's uh, just a, it's a wonderful way. And for people who come who are not yet believers, it's a very easy place to come. We call it the Silicon Valley Prayer Breakfast, but nobody has put on a spot to pray. The praying comes after the event, before the event, and from the podium. So it's a very comfortable place for people who are you know, not necessarily churchgoers to come to yeah. and to be introduced um, to the gospel story. Yes, I love that about that. And and, and it's so funny because I had a totally different perception mm-hmm. of it, um, you know, and thought, uh, this is going to be a place where all of the well-to-do uh, Christians will go and, uh, and you know, in the valley, right? Sure. And, and, and when you said it's an outreach opportunity, and, and by the way, nothing against that, but um, I just, I'm sorry, I get really passionate about being able to share my story yeah. with someone um, who was like me or who was like me, um, maybe coming from a different background or having a different experience um, uh, than your typical Silicon Valley experience Mm -hmm. and have the opportunity now because of Christ working in my life to be able to work um, at Cisco Systems and and Mm -hmm. have, um, uh, you know, the financial ability to help others mm-hmm. and to reach out and to be hands and feet. And so for me, that it's a, it's a just really amazing opportunity. So again, thank you. And um, I'm really excited about meeting Ron Johnson yes. and Diane Flynn, um, Ron Johnson, who is the founder and CEO of enjoy and Diane Flynn, who's the chief marketing officer of GSV labs and co-founder of reboot. And they will both be presenting as well. And we'll talk some more about them. Sure. But before we do, I'm just looking at your bio here. And I see that you also, as if you, you know, have, you know, you just have time on your hands here. You're also an, a, a professor in the MBA program at William Jessup University. Um, tell us about that. What are you doing with that? Well, that's a lot of fun. Um, I had taught there maybe 10 or 12 years ago and was asked to um, to teach again. And it's uh, William Jessup is, of course, a Christian university. Um, and the topic uh, that I'm teaching now, the MBA program, is just new for William Jessup. Um, and this is this is the extension campus here in San Jose. So the course I'm teaching is called uh, Principal Leadership and Ethics. Hmm. So it's talking about ethics in business. And what's exciting about this opportunity is that many of the students, uh, almost all of them, are, are, are not from this country. They're foreign students. Some are followers of Christ. Some mm-hmm. are not. 
but uh, the course is about how biblical principles um, can and should be applied to business in an effective way to be applied in any sort of leadership position. So it's a lot of fun. William Jessup has a great program. They're done in small cohorts. I think my class is about 15 students. Uh, and it's, it's the beginning. This is the first time here in San Jose that the MBA program will be taught. They've had an undergraduate program uh, for many years. But it's a lot of fun to get to interact oh, wow. and pass on at least some of the things that I've learned in my experience. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That must be um, a great class. And um, I actually graduated from USF, which is a Jesuit um, college in, uh, in, in San Francisco. And... Um, I so appreciate that schools such as that make room for these types of classes, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and they make them available to believers and non-believers to just contemplate, to sure. just just to think about, you know, what are the parallels between biblical principles and business mm-hmm. um, ethics, right? Um, and so, I, as you were talking, I was thinking about things like, uh, you know, how Jesus had, um, in some ways, a need to know uh, policy, right? He was, you know, he had an open door policy, mm-hmm. but uh, but he had a need to know, you know, you, I only give you as much information as you can handle. Right. Right. And so and, and when you talk about HIPAA and you, you talk about confidentiality and things like that in a business setting, what are the parallels between some of the things that Jesus demonstrated as he interacted with different disciples and different groups of people? Because we couldn't handle the truth, right? If he gave us all the information <laughs> in his head, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. He was he was strategic in what what he would pass on, yeah, and not, and not pass on. And of course, he's a great example of a servant leader, yes, uh, which is sort of a different way that sometimes people think about leadership. But what a wonderful example of uh, of somebody that was looked at his position as leadership as one of serving, not being served. A great yeah. example for all of us that are in leadership positions in, in business or education or no matter what we do. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, and, and, and it's so interesting how um, how when you uh, you want to serve a servant leader, you want to work harder mm-hmm. when you work for a servant leader. I currently do, and, and I love working for my boss because he's always thinking about my best interest. Mm-hmm. So it leaves me to just think about the best interest for the company because right. he's got my back. So that's 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 good. So, okay. So uh, I, there's so much more. Um, I want to talk about your book. I want to talk about, um, you know, some of the things as a C-level. There's actually, um, there's a lot going on. I, I did a presentation for at Apple a couple weeks ago, and then I'm doing a presentation for Cisco uh, next week. And um, as I'm presenting to... Um, you know the folks that are showing up. There's some executives in the in the audience and whatnot. Um, you know, people are becoming more and more aware about human trafficking, mm-hmm. and becoming concerned and wanting to know how can I get involved in a way that, you know, I'm very busy, right? Sea levels very very busy. So how can I actually make a difference? And so I want to get your two cents on that, or maybe three or four cents, or maybe five, or you can slide me a dollar. But um, (laughs) we'll be right back. And thank you for listening to Abolition Radio. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. 
And welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We are in the studio today with Skip Vaccarello. Sorry, I was going to say Vaccarello. I don't know where I got that from. But anyway, it's so great to have you in the studio with us today, Um, Skip. um, As I mentioned in our last segment, Skip has served in a variety of roles as a a CEO, a C-level positions at high-tech companies in Silicon Valley. Um, He is currently uh, the uh, chairman of the Silicon Valley Prayer Breakfast. And he's on the advisory boards for Transforming the Bay and the Salvation Army and um, just done an abundance of work in in the Bay Area to um, reach souls for Christ and to spread the gospel and and bring his technology insight or his high-tech leadership insight um, and and experience to uh, to bear, and so I wanted to talk a little bit about that, as I mentioned. Um, and by the way, our partner in justice, Benita Hopkins, has arrived. <laughs> Hi, Benita. We we introduced you earlier and said you were at the Cease Network. So thanks for for being here. Thank you. And um, and so Skip, tell us, you know, as having, I know that you're currently retired from the the corporate jobs or the high-tech uh, companies at the moment. Um, but, you know, when you were in those um, C-level positions, it's a very busy time, right? Um, lots of travel, I, I imagine, and, um, you know, meetings from wee hours of the morning. You know, I, t- I started my meetings today at 6 in the morning, and I won't be done until probably 7. And, you know, that's, that's – and I'm not a C-level, you know? And so tell me, how do you uh, – you know, how were you able to work in your faith and bring these things that the Lord had placed on your heart into your into your life as as a as a CEO? Well, um, I, I came to faith uh, in about 1986, and mm-hmm. at that time I was CEO of a small small company, and and, and faith became the most important uh, thing in my life. Uh, and and you know, Bible verse was very um, sort of instructive to me is Colossians 3:23. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord, not for men. And and, and I began to take that seriously. So it was it was really the and it really affects every day what it is you do as work. Uh, also at that time, uh, I had uh, two I had a family, two young daughters, and, and I realized that one of my main tasks in life was to really help to raise them and to raise them as followers of Christ. Um, so that I certainly worked hard. Um, but I, I tried my best to make sure that I had time for the family, try to keep some, some weekend time, uh, and try to be home for dinner as, as, as much as I could. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was, so that was, that was important to me. And, you know, and I found that every day in work there were ethical issues that would sometimes come up, mm-hmm. and, and you need, you know, sort of a guideline as to how do you deal with these. And I found my faith was, was, was very helpful in making those decisions. At the same time, I got together with a group of men, uh, and we still, we've been meeting for 25 years or so at 6.30 every Friday morning, wow. kind of helping to help each other uh, with the issues of, of, of faith and work and faith and family and, uh, and honoring your wives and, and so on. Yeah. So it's always helpful, um, I think, to have a group like that that you can be open and honest with and can challenge you from time to time uh, with what you're doing. So certainly... You know, that as, as well as trying to stay grounded in Scripture, you know, with daily uh, Bible reading, church attendance, a small group, as I said, was very, was very helpful. It's, uh, it's a challenging world that we live in. Yes. Um, and, you know, with all sorts of things going on around us, but it, it's helpful to stay 
stayed around, and I talked about my children, and I'm glad to say that they're both uh, both daughters are married and followers of Christ, and as, as is, you know, my, well, I was going to say five grandchildren, but one's only four months old, so I don't think he can, <laughs> he can say that yet. So. But, but anyway, it's, you know, that's the legacy we lead, leave yeah. is, is yeah. you know, that in, in our family. Yes. And that's, that's, it's, it's so important. Right. Yeah, I know. I, when I see those little glimpses that my children are um, seeking Christ, mm-hmm. I say, wow, you know, I can just go to go home and be, be in heaven now That's because right. I've done my work. My, my work is done. <laughs> um, but, man, the Lord just keeps giving me all these spiritual children that just won't <clears throat> act right. No, <clears throat> no. <laughs> Let me yeah. clear my throat. <laughs> well, and I, and I, should, I should also add that it's heart-wrenching. I mean, and I, you know, when you see... Um, children and people and, and young women, you know, they, they get caught up in this whole human trafficking. Yes. And so, I, I mean, I admire and honor the work that you and your group are doing mm. to help protect and educate and, and, and prevent this, this from happening. And, you, you know, you become too, even more sensitive, I guess, is when you have uh, daughters mm-hmm. um, and, and realize, you know, how vulnerable, you know, you know, they can be. And it's just so... It is heart wrenching when you hear the stories, and it was mm-hmm. something that that I really wasn't wasn't well aware of and, until I, I a number of years. I guess I got exposed to it. We've had a couple of speakers at the prayer breakfast who are also involved in helping um, uh, prevent and uh, dealing with the issue of anti trafficking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jada Emmett at, at, mm-hmm. at Freedom House and Betty Ann Boving mm-hmm. uh, as well. So we've had them as you know as, as also as speakers. But it's an issue that I think that that many people in business just aren't aware of. Right. Uh, so it's, it's important. So I appreciate the work, uh, you know, the work that you're doing um, at Love we're Never here, Fails. We're here to make everyone aware. Yes. And that's, that's, that's important. Yeah, Silicon Valley really is, is almost two different worlds. I mean, there is the business world, the high-tech world, and people can kind of float by. But, but there are some, some real issues and challenges here. Oh, so yeah. I appreciate the work that, sure. that you all are doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, what, what's... Um, just in looking at some of the statistics, um, a lot of the buyers are actually that are they're going into, let's say, a place like Oakland, and you would say, "Oh, well, that's where all of it's happening." Well, that's where all the victims are. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the people that are coming and are buyers of human tra- or, of sex um, are coming from other, you know, more these very affluent neighborhoods mm-hmm. in Silicon Valley and in the Tri Valley area. And, and I think the OPD did a really good job of doing that analysis so that um, we wouldn't have that false sense of, oh, this is just a bad city, you know. Yeah, sure. And so the more we can raise awareness, um, um, because when there's more, you know, you know we're, when there's more finance to be able to feed sin, um, yeah. we're, you know, sin will abound, right? Absolutely. And so um, we, we've we got to educate. And I think, you know, speaking of the CEASE Network, we need to do more to um, uh, touch on in a safe way. And I say in a safe way because I think um, if you lean too far on the law enforcement side, you're not going to get people to tell the truth uh, about what they're dealing with right. and why they're engaging in those behaviors. Right. Um, so we have to get somewhere in the middle where we say, hey, we know you're doing this. Right. Yeah. Let's take a look at why. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting that you say that, Vanessa, because what we have found when we get the reports from law enforcement in each of the I sit on all of the coalitions in the Bay. And when mm-hmm. we get those reports each month from the previous month, mm-hmm. we find that um, the those purchasers 
are not from that area, right. like you were saying. And um, But it's not only do we find that in Oakland, but in San Francisco, in San Mateo County, in San Jose, oh, the really? same thing. Okay, They're the outside trend. the majority, mm-hmm. the percentage. The percentage is higher of those who are outside of the area. And we, you know, we attribute that to, you know, not wanting to be recognized. Right. You know, not wanting to be seen by coworkers or family members, family yeah. members or a boss or whatever. So um, we find that in each of the, I find that interesting myself, yes. but we find that in each of the, the areas. Yeah. And and some of the the approaches um, that are being utilized are very technology oriented mm-hmm. to address this. Um, yeah. You know, we may have listeners because Skip is on that are um, you know are in the the Silicon Valley in the tech field, and yes. it's it's good for people to know that um, there is a huge movement amongst technology leaders to do things that not just catch people. And throw them in jail for right. being, um, you know, having this 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 issue of wanting to buy sex or, um, you know, um, the addiction, the addiction or, of yeah. you know sexual addiction. But um, looking at pornography, which where we know that there usually are, um, uh, you know, sex slaves, um, you know, uh, CSEC, uh, ch- uh, commercially sexually exploited children, um, are in those videos. And so, when us knowing that, um, we want to, we believe that by appealing to a buyer's heart. And by helping them to see the humanity of the person, we'll get a lot further than um, than we would if we just said, you're terrible, you know, right. disgusting. Why would you do that? You know, yeah. it's like, no, this is someone's mm-hmm. mother. Yes. This is someone's daughter. Right. This is a niece who's mm-hmm. vulnerable, as you said. This mm-hmm. is your grandchild. I just had a grand, my first granddaughter. Yay. Oh, congratulations. Yes. Congratulations. And, this um, week. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yes. Wow, this uh, is greatest experience being a grandparent. Love it. Yeah, and I'm just getting You don't look old enough to be a grandparent. I know. I keep telling my son that. <laughs> I'm just going to wave my little princess wave now. <laughs> queen wave. But anyway, I, uh, you know, when looking at her and looking at my son and how he he was holding her and mm-hmm. and I just know that his entire world has been turned upside down mm-hmm. and to think that everybody feels that way about their baby mm-hmm. what I heard from you is accountability I heard um, checking in with uh, fellow colleagues and, 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 and integrating that into your daily life your your faith sharing your faith mm-hmm. I heard um, prioritizing your family um, special times with your family um, really was the way that you kept your faith alive during those times of being a sea level. I would like to get your perspective on, um, as we want to educate more in the Silicon Valley about human trafficking, and in particular leaders, um, what would be, what do you suggest? What do you recommend and that we do to, um, you know, obviously we're going to be at the Silicon Valley Prayer Breakfast. It'll start well, there. that opportunity. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, are there other things that we might not have considered? So when we come back, love to get your input on that. And thank you so much for listening to Abolition Radio. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. And welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We're in the studio today, and we are having just a great time talking about, uh, you know, how to um, 
let you know be the hands and feet of Christ, even as a C level, no matter what role you're in um, and how busy your schedule is, just finding ways to honor your family, to um, come together with a small group of folks that we can be accountable to. Um, and now my question to you is, you know, is it is it even feasible for someone who's a CEO to, um, you know, active CEO to um, apply some of their time towards fighting against human trafficking? And if there is something that you think would be a good call to action there, what do you think? What do you think it would be, Skip? Well, it's a you know, it's a it's a terrible thing, human trafficking. And I think education is, is a big part of that, which is some of what you're doing, obviously, with this radio radio program and some of the speaking events. You'll have that opportunity at the Silicon Valley Prayer Breakfast. But absolutely, people are drawn to things they're passionate about. But with human trafficking, you know, if you're married and have children, it's something that, you know, when you find out what actually goes on, you have to be drawn to want to help uh, prevent, you know, s- such activity. Um, so, you know, what I've, I've found is that you know, we would do it periodically, at, at, you know, at the companies that I had. We'll occasionally have, a, like, a, a meeting where I'll have a speaker come in. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've done that. but Yeah, but I did that with Apple a couple weeks you? ago, and then I'm doing it with Cisco next well, week. terrific. Yeah. I think those are wonderful opportunities because I think, it's, I think just that awareness is, is very important. Sure. And I know that, um, that there are California has rules uh, and that, uh, managers and companies have to be educated on things like sexual harassment. Yes. I mean, so that's that's just a common practice. Yes. Um, and and you know, I would think that even obviously this isn't sexual harassment, but it's a different sort of thing. But but I mean, it may, may even be that that you know to get companies to come along and do those sorts of things yes. periodically in companies. I mean, I know that. I believe, as the law is, is that every company have to do something like this and have people sign that they've attended it yes. uh, every yeah. two years. It probably depends on the size right. mm-hmm. size of the company, but but those sort of things, you yes. know, could even even being part of that that curriculum could could make some sense. And that's more internal to the company. Yes, you know, but, but it's uh, it's 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 one thing that I you know that. That's a possibility, certainly. Yeah, I mm. think, too, like um, many companies have social corporate responsibility right. charters. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, and labor trafficking, you know, 50% of the cases in California are labor trafficking mm-hmm. cases. And so I just had to take a human rights um, online training class with Cisco. And they talked about how we all the measures that we take to ensure that our sourcing of equipment and yeah. is equitable and, um, you know, we – have several laws with different countries that are known to do labor trafficking saying mm-hmm. we can't receive these goods unless they're certified in this way and right. you know and so on and that's the law yeah now, it, you know um i was just speaking with someone at intel the same thing they have the same type of um stipulations for their employees and wouldn't it be great as part of cease we tried to do that this leading up to actually as a part of no traffic ahead leading up to the super bowl um, with the resolutions, the county uh, resolutions via the Board of Supervisors, city councils of various cities, um, to have city employees to sign on. Well, first we started with the cities, and now we're trying to go back to get the city employees to sign on to be for no-tolerance zones mm-hmm. um, amongst their the employees there. Wouldn't it be great to have companies, as you mentioned, you know, whatever they are, you know, Apple or or Cisco or whomever, to do the same, to sign on to say no, for their employees to sign on to say no, zero tolerance, you know, yeah. zero tolerance to trafficking, no trafficking, I will not participate in any trafficking activities, right? you know, exploitation or otherwise, buyers, 
whatever. But that would be great. Yes. I mean, Benita, I think if that really were to happen, I mean, it's, we, we sometimes we live here in, the, in, in Silicon Valley. But I, what I've become well aware of, especially as I travel, is that the world looks at what happens in Silicon Valley. Exactly. I mean, we don't always realize it. Right. But, but if, if, if companies were to, 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 to do that as yeah. an example, mm-hmm. I mean, the message would not only come to Silicon Valley, right. but it would become to the world. Mm-hmm. I see companies stepping up and doing those sorts of things. So it's Be- a great idea. Because as we are, that transparency law that you were mentioning, mm-hmm. um, we are, you know, on the forefront of that here in the state of California, but yet we still lack, we still fail in that regard with companies being transparent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I think um, just ha- having this kind of a conversation, um, uh, these little uh, town hall meetings that I'm starting mm-hmm. to have, yes. I-, I don't know how, where they came from. Actually, Brian <laughs> invited me to the Apple one, and then yeah. someone at the Apple one knew someone at Cisco who then invited me. And so I'm trying to get you get to some, Intel. Let's get some rolling thunder yes. here. <laughs> let's get going. And for me, you know, all I'm going to do is just say, you know, here's my testimony. Um, here's my um, and, and by the way, these are um, held by their Christian um, uh, groups, fellowship uh, groups, fellowship yeah. groups mm-hmm. but uh, they're open to everybody. Right. So I'm just going to share, you know, what what my testimony looks like and why I started, how that led me to this fight, mm-hmm. and then how they can get involved. And and the, you know, for me, the uh, the call to action is really to do exactly what you described: make a personal commitment. To if you see something, say something. Mm-hmm. Um, if you um, maybe change your terminology, yes. I remember. Uh, you know, I work with predominantly men, and um, I remember many times we would be going on like trips to Singapore or you know to Asia Pac, and some of the um, the guys would be you know j- joking around. Oh, are you going to go get a massage? Or are you going to go you know get that outfit or that suit? Or you know, and it was a really funny thing. And of course, they were like, "Don't bring." Don't bring her with you. <laughs> Don't mention it to Vanessa. But 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 I mean, all kidding aside, um, what if we all kind of just made a decision like that's in Singapore, even right mm-hmm. in in China? Mm-hmm. That's someone's daughter. Mm-hmm. That's someone who's being forced for whatever reason because of debt bondage, because of um, in poverty, because of lack of opportunities. They don't choose that that career. Right. And um, the more we can, again, engage the heart, engage the heart to say this is not um, if you're a believer, this is definitely not what God is, has for you. He has so much better for right. you. And if you're not a believer, this is your, even if you're not, this is your daughter. This is your niece. This is your mother. Um, this is your, this is your nephew. This is your uncle, your dad, because this happens to men as well. Um, so, so really, um, thank you so much for that insight and that input. Um, and it seems like that's what's starting to happen all by itself. This is this is the way God does us. I mean, he, well, he, yeah. he just opens these doors and he, they just keep opening and we're like, oh my gosh. Well, and, and just to interrupt for a second, I think that what you said is very important is telling the story. I mean, yeah. people really relate to stories. I mean, your story is, you have a wonderful testimony. Oh, uh, but when people hear stories of, of how, you know, people, young people have been exploited, yeah. you know, it's, it really touches, touches their heart yes. as opposed to sort of, preaching to them but but personal stories make a big make a big difference yeah 
we want to do more of this. So if you're listening in and you're thinking, well, I'd like for my company to learn more about this. Again, it's not about convicting anybody. It's not about pointing the finger or anything like that. It's just about coming together as uh, a group of, of people that care and understanding what is this, how does it happen, um, you know, and how can can you contribute in some way, and maybe it's to pray for us. Um, that's the most powerful thing you can mm-hmm. do. Um, so, um, you know, uh, reach out. Um, my email address is Vanessa at loveneverfailsus.com. Um, but, you know, maybe there's an agency that's in your local community. You can go down into the shelters and bring cookies to the ladies or the men that are there. Um, there's so many things that we can do um, that that really make an impact. Um, just looking someone in the eye and asking them mm. what their name is, mm. um, noticing that people exist on the corner yeah. um, can make all the difference in the world. So, all right, we're going to go to break. We'll be back, and I want to talk a little bit more about the other guests, Ron and Diane, that are going to be at the Silicon Valley Prayer Breakfast. And thank you so much for listening to Abolition Radio. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. And welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We're in the studio today uh, with Skip Varacarello, and we are enjoying our conversation, just talking about ways that we can make a difference on the issue of human trafficking and, of, of course, of, uh, in praying uh, here in Silicon Valley. And so, um, Skip, maybe just tell us a little bit more about the Silicon Valley Prayer Breakfast and, and, and the speakers that sure. will be there. Yeah. Well, as we talked earlier, um, the power of, of storytelling. Um, you know, we live in a, in a world in which people don't want to be necessarily preached at, especially if you're not a, a person of faith. But people can react to stories. You know, we can argue about theology and philosophy, but it's hard to argue with how God has touched someone's life. Right. Uh, and so that's that's what's behind the Silicon Valley Prayer Breakfast. Again, it's uh, we really run it as an outreach opportunity to challenge believers to invite their friends that are not uh, yet followers of Christ. And what they're going to do is they're going to hear stories, amazing stories like your story, um, Vanessa, and how God has really touched and, and made a huge difference in your life and led you to this to this ministry. Uh, the other two speakers are uh, Ron Johnson. Uh, Ron, some people might have read about in, in, in the newspaper. Ron was uh, had a retail um, uh, top position at Target, uh, and then he was a, a top uh, executive at Apple. He was the one, if you've ever visited an Apple store and gone to the Genius Bar, Ron was the brains behind all that. Ah. Um, so that was his, he was you know a top executive, but then he felt challenged and left Apple to become CEO of JCPenney, and you might have read about it. He really was trying to reposition uh, JCPenney, um, and and it really didn't work. Mm-hmm. So that was that was you know, it was well publicized, and so on. And and, and now he started a, another company called uh, Enjoy, and Enjoy is a, a company that would deliver technology products. But what's unique about it is that. Along with it, you could get somebody that would help you set it up. <laughs> and if you're like most of us, you don't, don't necessarily, um, you know, you're challenged by some of these technology products to learn how to use them. So that's what Enjoy is doing. But with, but with Ron, um, he, you know, somebody that has had great success and, 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 and not success in his life and how God has been his work through all that. So that will be his, his story. Ron, Ron is also um, on the board of 
uh, of Stanford University. He's also on the board of um, Stanford University Hospital, so a very, very dynamic guy. Uh, and also Diane Flynn. Uh, Diane Flynn will be speaking. And Diane was with, uh, she was a head of marketing at Electronic Arts. Uh, but she left. We talked earlier about children. She left. She really felt uh, that, that she wanted to take time with her children. So she left the top position to bring up her children. And as her children grew, she, she got back into the workplace. So today she's uh, chief marketing officer at an accelerator called GSV Labs. But God also put on her heart to help other women who want to reenter the workforce. And so she co-founded a, a group called uh, Reboot uh, to help women uh, who want to reenter the workforce. And this is now, it's, it's really taken off, and it's, it's in four cities around the country. So uh, Diane will be speaking as well, and, and, and both she and Ron sort of share the similar pedigree, Stanford um, a BA and Harvard Business School mm-hmm. MBA. But again, you know, be interesting to hear, again, how God has led her through, through all of these. And then, of course, Vanessa. <laughs> so it'll be... Uh, it'll I wonder be a, who she is. Yeah, I wonder who she is. <laughs> But it'll be a, you know it's a wonderful opportunity. As I say, you know, one of the things behind the Silicon Valley Prayer Breakfast is that you know, there are people that may be reluctant to go to a church. If you invite them to go to a church right away, but they will go hear speakers that, that are dynamic, uh, and, and that's why we try to do this. It's almost what I would call pre-evangelism. You know, we don't have an altar call. Um, all we hope to do is have people who come uh, just to want to take the next step of faith. Uh, and so, if you have a small group. You know, you know, get your small group to each invite one other person to come. Uh, and or if you just have some people you work with, neighbors, you know, and say, hey, listen, come in here. This this wonderful woman, Vanessa, and her story or, you know, Ron and, and Diane. So anyway, that's that's the reason that we do it. It's really about about storytelling and, and, and helping people, you know, think about, um, you know, what is sort of a meaning of life. The title of this event is Finding Joy in a Challenging World. Mm -hmm. And we certainly have a challenging world. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're called to be joyful in the midst of both the good and the bad that Mm -hmm. we all experience. Ooh, my goodness. I'm just so excited. I didn't know that that was the title um, until I saw it on the flyer. And, um, you know, the, the verse that I continually come back to with Love Never Fails is Genesis 50, 20, with the enemy meant for bad, God uses for good. And I'm just a firm believer that um, we find our um, purpose in our pain um, and, and that we, um, we are um, filled with joy. I'm filled with joy when I'm walking in something that solves the thing that caused me the pain. And so it's that, you know, it's, it's that I'm not conquered. I'm not, you know, I'm not overcome. I'm an overcomer. And I'm so much of an overcomer that I'm going to give back to others that, you know, are travailing or, you know, passing through the same place that I once was. So um, I'm just very, very excited about that. Yeah, it's always fascinating joy. how God can use the bad that we've experienced oh, yes. to help others. I mean, it's often yes. the way that, yeah. that good comes out of bad. And right. that's. You know, each one of us have a, have a calling, and yes. that calling often comes from experiences, uh, yes. you know, often negative experiences or things that we've gone through, but then we're called to help others to get through those same sort of experiences. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I was just pulling up um, uh, Count It All Joy. Um, I always say, uh, because it matures you. <laughs> Count it all joy. I think it's James, James, one, James two. 1. Yeah, yeah. consider it pure joy, my mm-hmm. brothers, when you meet oh. trials of various kinds. 
and and he goes on to explain, you know, that those trials um, all have purpose um, because they're they're perfecting you, they're maturing you if you'll let them. Yeah. Otherwise, that's you, that's she'll be going around the mountain. Uh-huh. And, she'll come. <laughs> <laughs> and round yep. and round and round you go until you let it yeah. mature you to the next right. level, right? right. So, uh, what were you, you going to say? That was me. No, I'm just, you know, listening to God work because He had me up at about four o'clock in the morning reading James, yeah, <laughs> and having that revelation of you know needing to change or walk through that and press through even the trials, mm-hmm. even self-made ones or even you know past ones when they come up yes just just love them see what the other side looks like Mm -hmm. pressing through to get to the other side yeah yeah yeah, it's exciting when you when you do that. Right now, you know, I mean, this is nowhere near an issue of human trafficking, but it's something that I continue to struggle with exercising and do, you know, to working on my health. And um, you know, it's like celebrating that um, you know, it, it's a challenge for me. It's a challenge. And so finding joy in that, right? Even when I'm challenged, finding joy just the little things cuz they all you, you you when you said I prioritize my family, mm-hmm. I I sat down and had dinner with them. I tried to keep my my weekends open. I had a, an accountability group on Friday mornings. Those, you know, maybe to someone else it's like, "What?" You know, mm-hmm. you know, all of that worked into these amazing things that he's been able to uh, accomplish. Mm-hmm. But, yes, it's the little things. It's about the balance. Right? Yeah. That create this mm-hmm. willing vessel sure. and this matured vessel that can really walk forward in what God has called us to. So. Yeah. Well, um, we have lots of other events going on in the community. We're going to tell you how you can get your tickets for the Silicon Valley Prayer Breakfast when we come back. Um, And then also we have some other events that we want to make sure you're participating in, um, you know, throughout this month. And so uh, we'll come right back with another session of Abolition Radio. And thanks so much for listening. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. And welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We're in the studio today, as you know, with our special guest, Skip Vaccarello. And he has just been blessing us, uh, telling us about his life and the impact that he's been making as a um, teacher, as a uh, leader, uh, you know, a corporate leader, and now a um, leader of Silicon Valley Prayer Breakfast and other ministries that he's involved in. Um, thank you so much, Skip, for being with it's us. It's been great to be here. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for the work that you're doing. Oh, yes, absolutely. So um, I just want to make sure that people know how they can um, reserve a ticket or buy a ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like you can go to svpb.net. That's correct. That's uh, So S is in Sam, V, Victor, P, Peter, B, Bob, dot net. And uh, the cost of the event is $40 a person or $400 for a table of 10, and there's sponsorships that are available. Is there that's, anything that's else? That's correct. No, the only thing I'd add is that um, at this, if someone goes to the website, there are only tables available because we, um, again, we really encourage people to use this as an outreach. Uh, beginning around March 1st, we'll probably open it up for individuals. Okay. Uh, but we really are, are, are challenging people to invite their friends to this. That's why sometimes a small group where you get two or three people and let's invite some of our other people um, to get a to get a table for the event. So it's svpb as in Silicon Valley Prayer Breakfast dot net. 
Uh, so that's coming up on March 31st, and, and, and it will sell out. So if people are interested, uh, you know, and want to come and hear Vanessa as do well as Ron Johnson All and right. Diane Flynn, I would, I would suggest to do it, to do it now. Um, one other thing I'll mention is we also have quarterly events at the Stanford Faculty Club, and these are more intimate. They may be between 40 and 100 people. Um, similar idea. There's one speaker this year, uh, or the, coming up on February 1st, uh, that's, that'll be on Wednesday, is uh, Brian Martin, and Brian's a scientist. Uh, and sometimes people think, well, science and faith mm-hmm. are not really compatible. Mm-hmm. But Brian is somebody who grew up uh, as a, in the Jewish faith, converted to become a Christian, uh, and has just an amazing story about how God really gave him, in, in a, as he was praying, gave him uh, an idea as to how he could, um, he and his engineering team could develop a product. They had been stuck on this product or this, this task that they had in, in, in a prayer. God gave him a clear message as to how to do it. So he went ahead and did this, brought this to his engineering team. It's been very successful. Sold his company for a hundred million dollars. Wow! <laughs> and, uh, but but it's an amazing testimony again how God has worked through him and through in prayer. And again, it's about stories. So so that's on February first at the Stanford Faculty Club. And again, it's svpb uh, dot net. And bring someone along with you. <laughs> yes. The idea. Excellent. Okay, so you, there you have it. Two opportunities to uh, meet Skip and and hear more from um, from the community, uh, and and bring your friends, um, your unsaved friends, people who are just curious, mm-hmm. want to know more. So uh, we also have some other events. I do want to announce. I'm super excited. Uh, we have uh, a new leader for our prayer uh, team, and you know it seems appropriate to mm-hmm. bring that up. Um, so Chantel Alvarez has come on as our prayer leader and. And she is already moving right along, um, and she's hosting our 8 o'clock call every Sunday night. Uh, we have a corporate prayer meeting for um, Love Never Fails, and we invite you to join us at 641-715-3580, and the code is 610975. Uh, please do um, come and, and pray with us and for us. Uh, and then also, uh, she will be attending the Potter's House Ministry prayer meeting, which is on the second Friday of every month at the San Jose Foursquare Church, and that's Pastor Cyril Ryan uh, from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. It's a it's a late night prayer meeting, a very powerful, and Chantel or myself or different members of our prayer team go and actually lift up the issue of human trafficking, so mm. please do uh, join us there. Um, and then there are also some other events going on in the community. Well, we just want to thank those who came out today for the Voice for the Voiceless rally and march. It was a great time, great, great time. Um, please remember our store at Double Portion at 22580 Grand Street in Hayward. And um, we would love to see you stop by for your special goodies and and help support uh, the ladies in our homes there, as well as go to our website. If you would like to uh, seed in this ministry and help us, go to our website, loveneverfailsus.com slash million to be one of a million ways to help um, Love Never Fails proceed with all of our programs and share it with someone else. One dollar is all it takes to give per month and share it with someone else as well. Yes. And um, and then we also want to just uh, remind you that uh, we do our street outreach yes. on the third Saturday of every month. We'll be back. Um, we'll this. be back this coming month yes. in February. Yes. And, yes. Um, and, you know, this is a time where people are 
infatuated with the concept of love, right, in, in, mm. fe- in February. Well, guess what? That's not just a Valentine concept, right? That's, right? that's all year long. And so come on out and be the hands and feet and really express love to those that are being actively exploited in the streets. Um, and if you can't do that, drop off some hand warmers or maybe some Purell or maybe a, um, a, a, a um, some hot cocoa or some right. hot coffee that we can hand out. And that'll be on the 18th. And that'll be on the 18th. So to come on out. And then, of course, we want to encourage you um, just to uh, find out more about us on our website and on our social media. And, of mm-hmm. course, we just want to make sure that you know, if you haven't heard it yet today or ever maybe, mm. we want to make sure that you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Abolition Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and survival and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at abolitionradio.org, by liking and sharing our page on Facebook, Facebook slash Abolition Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. Abolition Radio is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported, nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in sex trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to abolitionradio.org and click on Love Never Fails. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries and with major support from the staff and membership and donors at Faith Fellowship Church. Our theme song, Courage to Believe, is by Justin McRoberts. Hear more about his passion for justice and art at justinmcroberts.com. Our audio engineer is Jarrell Martin, and this is Dave Naderhood. On behalf of Vanessa, Benita, and the whole team at Love Never Fails, Thanks for listening, and thanks even more for taking action to help set captives free. You're in the neighborhoods we live in. You're in the ones we're passing by. You're in the ones we call our neighbors, and the ones who still escape our eyes. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.